And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. We don't know the author of Hebrews, but we do know what the Word of God say in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. It says all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Every good work. God wants us to be equipped. So every word in this Bible that's in the Bible is for us to get us equipped. Amen. So don't get mad with me today because I'm in the word. Amen. Uh, we're familiar with Hebrews. We probably most of us done heard chapter seven called the faith chapter. But we're talking in chapter 10 today and it's about the superiority and the exaltation of Jesus, his divine nature, amen, his human nature, his faithfulness, his work, and his priesthood, amen. The sacrifice under the old covenant could not truly take away our sins, amen. The blood of bulls and sheep could not take away our sins. They covered the sins. The Hebrew words for atonement is Kopar, K-O-P-H-A-R, which literally, which literally means to cover. Only Jesus is the perfect sacrifice. The New Testament take away sins, not cover them. The finished work of Jesus Christ. The finished work of Jesus Christ. That's why it's important for us to see Jesus. We know that he's sitting on the right hand of our Lord and God. We know that. But we can't forget what he has done. So sometimes you just have to, I do it daily. I do it daily. Because I know what he went through for me. We can't forget that. Amen. Amen. We shouldn't forget that. So today I have been assigned to encourage, the discourage, in light of what Jesus did. The perfect sacrifice. We Believers still get discouraged. And we as believers have a part of our life on this earth. Amen. Although everything Jesus did, we still got some things to do. It's in the book what we should do. Amen. Now, I'm here today to tell you why. Everybody know about familiar with my last verse. And I'm going to get to that. But I'm going to start at 19. Because I want to encourage us. To do better for those of us that feel that we are doing. As Minister Dean always said, we ain't made it yet. We're on a road. We're on a journey. So I want us to encourage ourselves and then encourage someone else. Amen. Amen. Verse 19 saying, having therefore a brother boldness to enter into the holiness by the blood of Jesus. So we have a boldness. We can go into our father in the name of Jesus boldness we shouldn't go in as wimps but can you imagine oh help Holy Spirit the priest in the Old Testament he probably was trembling and shaking when he had to go into the holiness holiness and he was mighty afraid that he couldn't come out because of his sin but because of Jesus we can go bold and confess 
But not only confess, we can make petitions. We can make requests. Amen. Amen. Verse 20. So by a new way of living, have concentrated us through the veil to his flesh. That's mean I said sometimes we just need to reflect back. And seeing, we don't need to wait to Easter. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We don't need to wait to Easter to see him up on the cross. Amen. This is some daily pastor named it this morning. Our protector, our provider, our healer, our redeemer. So we need to see him every day on the cross. Amen. Amen. Mm, my God, my God. Then. And having a high priest over the house of God. We know we're talking about Jesus, our high priest. But how many know God has given us a priest over this house? Two. Two, not a. Two. We got two, so we double covered. Double covered. Amen. And we need to recognize it's important. And I'm going to get to that. It's important for we to come and sit under them. Amen. I don't know why. I didn't think my pastor was going to be here when he called me. <laughs> but he here. Maybe God got something for me to say that y'all might say and get mad and run away. You know you do that, right? <laughs> if you don't like what the pastor's saying, you don't want to come back. But like I said, don't get mad with me. Get mad with God. It's in the word. Amen. It said, verse 22. Verse 22. Amen. So let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our heart sprinkled from evil conscience and our body washed with pure water. The Holy Spirit. Our body being washed with the Holy Spirit. I want to read that in the Amplified. So let us approach God with a true and sincere heart in unqualified assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled clean from evil conscience and our body washed with pure water. Amen. Only because of Jesus on the cross that we can do that. Only because. Only because I belongs to God. Mm, my God, my God. Verse 23. So let us hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful, that promise. The Amplifier said, let us seize and hold tightly the confession of our hope without wavering. But he promised it. But he who promised is reliable and trustworthy and faithful to his word. That's why we can profess it. Because we know it's true. We know it shall come to pass. Not maybe, but shall come to pass. Verse 24, my God, my God, I'm going into my encouragement for you today. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and of good works. Look at your neighbor and say, I, I need you. Let us, the Amplifier said, so let us consider thoughtfully how we may encourage one another to love and do good deeds. I need you. And whether you know it or not, you need me. Amen. Verse 25. This is my golden text. 
This is my golden text. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. The amplifier. I'm going to be here just for a minute because I'm taking us somewhere else. Just stay with me. Not forsaking our meeting together as believers for worship and instruction. See, I'm telling you, it's important to be a part of the worship service. It's two parts to this. He give us two parts to come to a local church. Oh, let, thank you, Holy Spirit. He told me a local church, not church on TV, but not against media because we need media. Thank God for media. But for those of us that are able-bodied, that can get up and go to work, then we can get up and come to the house of the Lord. That's the word. We can get up five, six days a week. Early. Don't be late. Early. Don't walk in work after work done started. That ain't on my paper. But we can't come to the house of the Lord two days. We're going to say Wednesday and Sunday. And then there might be a special calling or corporate prayer. God dealt with Britain about that. Because the last corporate prayer, Elder Brenda wasn't here. And God dealt with me about that. Open book. <laughs> it's sad, but encouraged to encourage one another and all the more. So it's more than just encouraging each other. Faithfully, as you see the day of Christ's return approaching. And if you read the Bible, even if you heard preachers, they've been saying it. You can see how the world is changing, the darkness just on pop-ups this weekend in Tallahassee. I don't know how many shootings I saw, how many stabbings I saw just this weekend in Tallahassee. Amen. But in summary, what Jesus did for us, we have access for, to, for bold approach to God. We can have boldness because we enter into the holiness of holiness through the blood of Jesus. Anything we ask for, Jesus tell us in his name, in his name. See, we can't, for years, I was praying wrong. For years, I've been praying to Jesus. But we pray to God in the name of Jesus. Amen. It says, always, he's always with us. A new way of living, it means the living Jesus ushers us into the presence of God. The living Jesus, that's what took place this morning. The living Jesus, that's what happened when you come in and, and doing the worship service. And I'm going to go in the word. It's in the word. Said so the encouragement is to draw near. Wouldn't be have given if it wasn't necessary. If we didn't need to do more, he never would have told us. It's in the book. It's in the book for us to draw near. Amen. It says that, let me go back and talk about the uh, Christians, the believers in the book of Hebrews. At this time, they was discouraged. That's reading the 
the writer wrote this, they was being discouraged. And they thought they probably thought they was having many problems. And they probably was because, you know, Christians, we have, we go through some things. It could have been that they were being persecuted. Thank God we're not there like they were. Amen. Uh, difficult in relationships. We, we've been there. I've been there. Had times with cultural and economy. But the real problem was they lost their intimate relationship with Jesus. Why? Because they stopped coming together as a community. I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to show it to you in the word. They stopped coming together as a community. Amen. How many of you know that when you are disobedient to the word, you will lose that intimate relationship? The Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. Amen. So when we ain't pray, praying, we losing that intimate relationship. When we're not in the word, we losing that intimate relationship. And guess what? When you don't come to the house of the Lord, the local church, you're losing your intimate relationship. See, you can't have one foot in and the other one out. You got to give him your all. But like I said, I thank God for media because everybody can't get to the house of the Lord for various reasons. So I'm not taking light of people that can't come. People, some people are sick, bedridden. You can't use an excuse because you don't have a ride because there's too many believers have a rise. So we can't use that one. But some of us have jobs. You know, we have police officers. Thank you. We have nurses, doctors, and some people just have jobs that require them to be at work on Sunday. So you excuse for the days that you can't come. But when you can, that we should use that arrest day. Oh my God, my God. Why do we take a day that we can come and sit at the foot of the Lord and be together and fellowship that day to stay at home and rest because we tired. The day that he have, thank you, minister, has commanded us to come. So he said forsake, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together. That's not an option. That's a command. That's a command. He not telling us if you feel like it. Not a suggestion. It's a command. I've been there. Done that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He said, I know. Let us consider one another. Jesus meets us in one another and stir up the love in the good works. So, again, some people has not returned to church because of COVID. Well, flu, virus, pneumonia, it will always be disease among us. Always. Now, I will tell you to stay at home if you're contagious. But it always will be something among us. But thank God we know a God that heals all manners of sickness and disease. And thank you, God, this is not on my paper. He said, if you're sick, cause for the elders of the church. Let them anoint you with all and lay hands on you. He didn't say call him to your house. Oh my God, oh my God, God, the centurion. Jesus said, he called for Jesus to come to his house. Jesus was on his way. He said, but I know if you just speak the word. You know the story. But God tell us to come to the house. Come to the house of the Lord. 
So, like I said, COVID, the pandemic, but that ain't the only reason. People get mad with the pastor, with another member, and decide they ain't going back. Amen? Sometimes hurt, disappointment in leaders with one another, oh my God, and change. We don't like change. I'm finna tell on myself. The man of God of this house, I used to look at him as my little brother. So I knew he was a man of God. I knew he preached the word. But when I got here, because of change, what I had seen, what I had been introduced to, I began to question, am I supposed to be here, God? Did you send me here? Or did I come on my own? Open book. I even said I was wanting to take a sabbatical. But encourage one another. He's not here today. But Elder Bobby encouraged me to stay. They need you. So we are to encourage each other. Change. A lot of people don't like change. But if you're not changing, you're not growing. So we need each other. Oh my God. I have heard people say, I don't outgrow them. How can you outgrow the word of God? If the word of God is being preached and taught, how can you outgrow the word of God? Like I said, I'm here to encourage you. I do know being an ex-backslider, an ex-backslider, discouragement will fester. Discouragement will fester. But I'm so thankful that Jesus said he's married to the backslider. See, when you stay out of church, you'll yield to temptation. You'll do things that you know is wrong and you know the right thing to do, but you'll be yield to temptation. So it's important for you to be a part of the local church. And then the book of Hebrews, it just doesn't stop that. If you don't think God was uh, married to me, go to Jeremiah 3 and 14 on your own time. He said, return, O backsliding children, says the Lord, for I am married to you. So if you think that you ain't worthy of coming into the house of the Lord, thank you, Holy Spirit. God gave me this during worship. You know, some people stop coming to church because they know how their life is. But those of us, those when we need them the most. I said the church is for the sick. We all sick. We all sick. But some of us are just a little sicker than others. So, so I've been there. In church. Oh my God, I'm finna tell on myself. In church. Praying. Pastor called me to come up and pray and I'm going up trembling. Because I know I done cussed like a sailor at home. <laughs> but continue to come to church. 
and let the blood of Jesus and the word wash you and cleanse you. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the word of God. So I know some of you think you ain't worthy to come into the house of the Lord. But I need you. I need you. I remember when I first went to Family Worship and Praise Center, Pastor. Everybody getting up talking. I said, God, am I the only ex-sinner, the only sinner in here? Until one day I heard Brother Tommy. I said, thank you, Jesus. I'm not alone. You know, sometimes people act like they ain't did. You ain't did nothing. You feel condemned or intimidated by them. I said, thank you, God. I heard Brother Tommy testimony. I was so excited. Encouraged. You're not alone. I would tell you about Elder Brenda, the carnal minded, not just the unbeliever, I always believe because I was brought up believing, but the carnal minded believer. So I've been there. I tell people I'm a new creature and I won't go back. I can't go back. I don't want to go back. Because the words say, when the enemy leave and come back, he come back seven times stronger. My God, my God, I can't even imagine me seven times worse than I was. I don't even want to know her. Matter of fact, I don't even want to know one time. I'm on a journey to get closer to God. I'm moving from faith to faith to glory to glory. Amen. So the things that I used to do, I don't even want to do them no more. Amen. So there's so many reasons and I'm just going to touch base on a few because I got to get somewhere. I want to talk to you. Number one, the reason for being a part of the local church, I mentioned it because God commanded. And someone had told me, a Christian believer, she said, I'm just through with coming to church. And, you know, this good Christian elder said, I understand. I said, because you know why I go? Because the word of God tell us to go. But it's more than that. And I'm finna share, but that's what I told her at the moment. And God reminded me of that yesterday. First, we gather to church to give something to God. How many know when you come in, you're giving something to God? And it's not just your time. Worship. Worship. The first thing it was said, worship and instruction. So the first thing, the reason you come to church, because he command you to come. He didn't give you an option. He didn't give you a choice. If you don't feel like it, come, just come when you feel like it. No, he said forsake, not to assemble yourself. The second thing is we gather the third. The first, because he commanded the second to give something back to God, our worship. Third, we gather to get something from God. We get instructions. But not just that. We come to him for prayer. We make petitions. And when we make those petitions, the word just told us that he's faithful. He's trustworthy. His promises are what? Yes and amen. But not only that, when we come, we should come with our mind and our heart open to receive what the word of God say. So we can do what the word of God say. What do I say? We are imitators of God. Ministries. So that means that we should be imitating Jesus. 
So when we come here, it shouldn't just be a ritual. Okay, it's Sunday, I got to go to church. We should come with expectation to hear from God, then take that word and apply it to our life. Romans 12 and 2 said, be not conformed to this word, but by ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and subtle and perfect will of God. You can't do that on your own. That has to be done through the word of God. But when you hear, it can't go to old people who say, go in one ear and come out the other one. It got to get in your mind, to your heart, to your spirit. A committed life. A commitment. And then, I know it's some of us or some of them. I ain't there, Lord. That's one thing I had to deal with. Those that still think they can get the same thing by staying at home. You know, when I was in worship this morning, I'm not down in media at all. I'm not saying that God didn't tell you to have your media service or your group or your teaching on media. But I'm going to ask you this. Why is on Sunday? It's six other days in the week. If God gave you a ministry, on, they ain't in my paper, Pastor. God gave me that while I was down there. If it's six other days in the week, why do you got to have your church on Sunday? When God then told you to come to a local church. Amen. I'm in the word. Mm -hmm. God tell us in Ephesians 4 and 11. I do want us to go there, Ephesians 4 and 11. Why it's important to be in the local church. I'm going to read it in the Amplifier. No, I read it here. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Verse 12. For the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. That's why you need to come to church. So you can be perfected, mature. To do good works. For the edifying of the body of Christ, the body of Christ, so that God can be glorified. We have an assignment as saints to do what God has called us to do. And you can't do that at home. What I experienced, now I don't watch uh, teaching and preaching on TV, but what I experienced at worship service I can't experience that at home. I go to bed watching, listening to Christian gospel songs, but I don't have that experience. See, the Holy Spirit is like fire. See, a fire spread. Pastor, that ain't in my note. A fire spread. So it's the Holy Spirit is moving. Pastor Sharon, the pastor, pastor ain't the only one going to be up here jumping. Because it's going to spread. Because the Holy Spirit going to usher me into the presence of God too. But you got to tap in. You got to get in. You got to come in with the thought. I'm not coming here just to sit down. I'm coming here to worship my God. I can't worship him for you. But I will tell you. If you worship him. In true and in spirit. You can't sit down on him. Number five. So we gather to encourage each other by faith in our testimonies. 
One morning, I thank God for Minister Jim. I'd be glad when he come back at 8 o'clock in the morning. I miss him. We'd be here 8, 8, 15 in prayer. And Minister Jim, before I start praying, he must ask me how I was doing. I don't know. But the Holy Spirit let me share with Minister Jim what I was going through. I was having some financial challenges. I ain't shame, but I know who my provider is. I was having some difficulties, had went through some things. Talking to Minister Jim, he let me know he had been through the same thing and God had brought him out. That's why we need each other. So we gather together for one another. And I'm going to prove it to you in the word too. To meet each other's needs. That's what we are here for. We're supposed to be blessed to be a blessing to others. And I'm going to go to it in the word. In the book of Acts. That's where I'm trying to get to. Mm-hmm. It said benefits. Let me go back. And last. We gather to work together. To serve in the local church. Now if everybody in here. And I'm talking to us here and you at home. If we was in a local church and we were serving deep every time somehow, deep, 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 deep. If you was in the local church serving and doing what you're supposed to be doing, every woman in this church, mother, call on your husband. Deep, deep, deep for everything. Amen. So, God called us to be in the church, to serve, to serve in the local church. We all have an assignment in the house, the local house. Amen. So now I want to go. This is why I want to spend a little time in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 and 47. So I just showed you why it was necessary for you to be in a local church. Number one, God commanded it. So if you start right there, I'm going because the word of God told me to go. Then you're going to learn how to get to the other. Amen. But right now, I want to talk to you about the benefits of being in a local church. How many know, have you ever thought about God don't tell us to do nothing that don't benefit us? God don't tell us to do nothing that don't benefit us. Okay, verse 20. Now, we know everybody's familiar with the book of Acts, the day of Pentecost. But this was the establishment of the first Christian local church in the book of Acts. But I'm going to show you what happened when they came together, when they came to the local church. We know about Peter's sermon and 3,000 came. But this is the establishment of the local church. When you come to a local church, these are the things that happen. And so they continued steadfastly, steadfastly in apostle. There's four things, doctrine, fellowship, and breaking of bread and in prayer. So there's four things happen when they came together in the local church. Amen. So they realize, help Lord. That they needed the apostles teaching. We got some of those. So I can read the word myself. But early I just showed you where God called apostles, teachers, prophets, evangelists, 
pastors, teachers. I just showed you that. But your rebellious spirit, that's what the God word calls you. So you just like, it's just like witchcraft because you define what God say. Amen. So they came for the teaching. So we need to come and be taught and learn of God, learn of Jesus. Amen. And secondly, steadfast, go to the next verse. So no, no, no. Stay right down. The teaching and the fellowship. They was together. They came. I told you in the book of uh, Hebrews in, in the verse before they had stopped coming together. We need each other. If Minister Jim hadn't been here, fellowshipping with me during prayer time, he probably wouldn't have known, wouldn't have been there to encourage me. Sharing his testimony, how God brought him out. And we was going through the same thing. Whatever you're going through, I want you to know today, you ain't, you ain't the only one been through it. You're not alone. Whether it's marital problems, children problems, alcohol, drugs, whatever. You're not alone. It could be somebody right here in this church or somebody belongs to this church or you've been to jail, wherever, belongs to this church can testify and share that testimony and give you hope. Mm -hmm. If your heart is broke, family, you know, family hurts you. Family, oh my God, I'm going to turn my back and say this. Men, <laughs> if we allow a man will break us down, if we don't know who we are in Christ. Amen. I'm moving right. I've been there. Amen. Fellowship. So fellowship is so important. And the third, the breaking up bread. You know, the Bible said they went from house to house daily. But we don't even want to do it when Pastor Dem called for us to have fellowship together. We want to get our plates and run out the door. We don't, <laughs> that ain't on my paper, but it's the truth. We don't want to sit and eat with each other. Elder David is not here today because he's sick. Elder David has became my best elder. <laughs> I love myself some Elder David and Minister Abby. Just because I have gotten to know them. When I was picking them up, bringing them to church because uh, they had a little car issue, we would go and eat. Sister D, uh, BJ and Eric, no, he had us bawling at dinner, sharing I love myself from Elder David. I got to know him. It's something about when you're having a meal, you'll talk. Yeah. You'll tell some things. You'll share some things. We can encourage each other. And this opportunity said, well, as he was there, I remember, I'm going to tell the Elder, I remember, I said, Elder, you was bad. Why you was so bad? He said, uh-uh, I wasn't bad. I was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he said I was terrible he was sharing what he had been doing a good family and everything I said Elder you're just bad he said uh uh Elder I was terrible <laughs> just sharing some things you know laughter is good we get to know each other amen so when we break bread together we can realize what each other is going through what we've been through we can encourage each other to hold fast, to stand on God's word. Amen? Prayer. 
corporate prayer. They got together and they continuously, I don't want to leave that out, continuously, continued steadfasting. They continued to do this. This was no one time thing. I might, Pastor might call a corporate prayer every two or three months or twice a year. But this, this was something doing all the time, continuing in teaching, coming to church, meeting together. And they get went from house to house. But I don't want you to forget they went to the temple also. They went to the temple. You know, we know that we the church. That's what some people say. I ain't got to go to church. I'm the church. This is a building. I don't know why they decide to call it the church. So I'm calling the church. But we're going to say the temple. We gather together. This is our assembling place. Amen. And they continue to bake bread. And in prayer. And prayers. Corporate prayers. Pastor Cheryl always distressed the importance of it. On Wednesday her and Minister Dean sometimes be the only one here. And it shouldn't be if you can. If you can, like I said, I do realize sometimes your job, but if you can, if you choose to sit at home or to do whatever, then you're not doing what the word of God tell us to do. And we're supposed to. This Bible is not a history book. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's an example. So everything written in there, teaching, reproof, correction, and training us. So this word was written to train us. Amen. And then, next verse, please, 43. What happened? And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs was done by the apostles. Fear, they was in awe. But it didn't happen at home. It didn't happen watching TV. See there, the presence, it was the presence of the power of God. It was the presence of the power of God. It was evidence when they got together that God was there. Where God is, life will be changed. When we're assembled together and we doing what the word of God say, because we can be assembled together not doing what God say. But first it starts with worship. Everybody, they said they, not some, they said they. And I'm going to prove it to you. It said, for a common cause, had all things in common. They were believers, their heart close and sharing life of Jesus. So we should all have the same thing in common. We believe in the same Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So why is it so easy for us to go fellowship with unbelievers? Unless somebody says something about a concert. And I ain't saying everybody at the concert is unbelievers. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, why is it so easy for us to do things like that? But it's hard for us to come together and fellowship the way the Bible has instructed us and given us an example to do. There's nothing wrong with music. All, perf all gifts, all talents come from God. But it is something wrong with the way sometimes we use our talents and gifts. Mm-hmm. 
So fellowshipping continues breaking up bread. You know, everything that we read in the new in the early church flows from the foundation of the word and fellowship. Everything. Everything. Even when Jesus, thank you, Holy Spirit, name on my paper. Even when Jesus miracles was happening, he had the disciples with him. He was not alone. Everything. Fellowship is important. Being the benefits of a local church. Verse signs and wonders. We always say we want signs and wonders. We sing songs, signs and wonders and everything. But in order for us to see that, reveal, manifest, we got to do what the word of God say. We can't straggle in on God and expect. But you don't thank your Holy Spirit. You don't know whether God, the Holy Spirit, choose whom he will. You don't know if the Holy Spirit want to manifest through you, use you that day. 44. And all that believe were together and had all things in common. So I, I went over that. It's, it's, we should be together, knitted together. Because we all believe the same. And we all getting good teaching. If we don't believe the same, I don't know why, because our pastor teach the word. Our pastors teach the word. And pastor, thank God, had confidence that I was going to say what thus says the Lord. But not only that, he made sure, because I had to let him know what I was teaching y'all. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. <laughs> 45, 245. <laughs> and sold their possessions and good and parted them to all men as every man had need. I said that earlier, that if we fellowship, we'll know each other's need. Thank you, Holy Spirit. When I, I'm an open book, COVID, my building was cut down, closed down. I mean, no, unemployment don't pay you what you check yet. Because of fellowship, members in this church paid my light bill. One member in this church, I'm sorry, I got to share it, came to me with a little brown pack with $1,000 in it. Fellowshipping, coming to church. I haven't been to church, I could have missed my blessing. God knows I needed it. Amen. A thousand. I was shocked. I didn't even know what it was till I got home. About tears to my eyes. About tears to my eyes. Fellowship. Mm -hmm. Now our pastors help, but but it shouldn't be that when there's a thank you Holy Spirit is not on my paper. When there's a need, when a member has a need in the church, it shouldn't be that you got to break the church bank. To meet that person need. If we was doing what the Holy Spirit say do. Then we would have the resources to bless. If we was fellowshipping with each other. We'll feel comfortable. Sharing what we going through. Sharing our needs. If we was comfortable. If we was fellowshipping. Now, 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 I got to say something. You got to open your mouth. You got to talk. You got to talk. You got to let them know. 
Ain't nobody no mind reader. Sometimes the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit had to drop that in that person's spirit. But one thing they know, just having a heart, the Bible said a heart. They knew I wasn't working. So if you ain't working, why are you going to ask somebody, do they need something? And you know they were working, paying their bill. If you know somebody in church out of work, how you go? Why are you going to go and ask them they need some? They need lights. They need rent. They need food. Let me know if you need some. Ain't that? <laughs> hey, we, we something else. But if we, we got together, fellowship, and did what the word of God say. The Holy Spirit would drop it. See, me and the person that did that, we spent a lot of time together. We talked. Not outside a Sunday. We don't talk Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We only call if we need, if we're doing a project. But that happened. But thank you, Holy Spirit. I didn't even realize that. That happened because of our fellowship on Sunday. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple. They had to go again, breaking bread from house to house and eat their meat with gladness and singleness in heart. Daily they did this. And we don't want to get together on Sunday. And when we do, can I get a takeout plate? To go. And not only will you take you one, you'll take two or three. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm telling the truth. When God requires the fellowship. And it's a reason for the fellowship for us to get to know each other. Where we can. The Bible said encourage one another. Encourage one another through fellowship. Build each other up. For what? For the good works. For the good works that God, thank you, Holy Spirit. For the, it's some good works in you. It's some good work in you. It's some good work in you. Outside of this church, but first in this church. It's some good work in us that need to be stirred up and encouraged. God might have a ministry, a prayer line ministry, mom, but it shouldn't be. At the time, you're supposed to be in the local church. And it's not. And it's not. God might have an online ministry for abused women that you should be ministering to. But it shouldn't be done on Monday and Wednesday. I mean, Sunday and Wednesday. Like I said, it's five other days in the week. For you to be encouraged to do what you feel that God has laid on your spirit. Amen. See, I'm a teacher. I, say, I don't like some I preach. I'm a teacher. But God has given me a platform that I can minister to people every day in my dental chair. And they have to listen because they mouth open. So they don't have a choice but to hear what thus says the Lord. <laughs> Amen. That's why I got my brother and my sister here. He have a choice. <laughs> he knew about this church before he ever walked in the door. He knew about our pastors. So we have to build our church up. We have to build our pastor up. Amen. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Except with gladness and single-heartedness. You got to be sincere. But let's go on. I got to get to this the last verse for something. Praising good and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such, such as be saved. I want y'all to repeat that with me. And the Lord added to the church daily. 
But what our pastor had to do, we got to go out and get a media company to help us build our church because we ain't doing what we're supposed to do. Thank God for technology. We need it because we ain't doing what we're supposed to do. But if we was doing what we're supposed to do, pastor could be taking that money, doing something else with it. But he got to take money to grow the church because we're not doing what the Lord told us to do. The Bible said, and the Lord, not us, and the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. He want to bring them in. He want to bring the unbelievers in. But we got to do what he tell us to do for them to come in. But our pastor got to pay someone to do what God has commanded us to do. Amen. It might be tough, but it's the word. It's the word. So, another, we need a pastor. I'm going somewhere else. I done told you your benefits. That's a benefit. All those are benefits for coming to the church of God, a local church. Not a TV church, not an internet church, but a local church. But there's another benefit for the local church. It's the pastoral oversight. You need a pastor. You need a leader to be praying for you. So when you going through having issues, you got someone you can come to and talk to and get godly counseling. Not what somebody think or feel or how they handle the situation. Because we shouldn't be operating out of ourselves. We should be led. It's a reason God called pastors. It's a reason. That he called pastors. Amen. And we need. You need a pastor. In a local church. I can't stress it enough. Read. Yes church is meant to worship God. And learn his word. Yet it means so much. God wants us to share our life with each other. We're a family. We're a family. Just like we spend time with our natural family. Some of us do. We should. God love us in spite of everything we did, said. We're supposed to love. We're supposed to show that brotherly love. Be obedient to God's command and come to church. That's what I want to leave with you. And come to church on time. That ain't in my word. Come worship with me. Come worship with me. Let's worship our God together. Can you imagine, just think about the day of Pentecost, on one accord, everybody on one accord. Can you imagine what would happen among us? So it's imperative for us to come. So I said God revealed some things to me. I shared some, but God showed me during worship. This morning about my way of thinking about people that I know that left the church. That we used to fellowship together. My Brenda words were, well, they have free choice. 
They don't want to come. Don't let them come. I got to call them. No, you need to be here. I need you. There's some that's missing among us. Tony, my cousin, my brother, I'm calling him out because I'm going to call him and I'm going to go to him. I said, he got to make up his mind. He got to be committed. No. God want us to reach them. Encourage them. I don't care what you're doing, where you're at. Come. I need you. Somebody needs you. God wants you. So I say this. I don't care what you did, what you're doing. God still love you. God is married to you. And we love you. So we call in homes. I heard somebody say this morning to Minister Jim, welcome home. So we saying, come home. Now, for those that watching me through media, this might not be your home. So go home. If you ain't in church and you can go to church, able body, go home. Go to your local church. Now, if you 100% sure that God told you to leave, then do what Elder Brenda did before she was an elder when I left for church. God, you know me better than I know myself. You know I need to be in a church. I need to hear the word. I don't need to be at home. Because I say, when you stay at home, you separate it. You're alone. And the devil talked to you more than ever. And you'll find yourself back into that same state of life you was before you was going to church. So before the church, that the church I was in before I came here, I said, God, I don't want to go to church, to church, to church. But I need a church that'll teach the word. I need a church that let the Holy Spirit flows freely. God has someone to call me and tell me about that church that had never been to that church before. But she knew who the leader was under. You can't do this at home. You got to come. I promise you because I can say that from my life. I tell people all the time. I have to come to church. I have to read my Bible. Because I would be terrible. I have to. And the same go for you. If you ain't in the word or you ain't in the church, things are lined up in your house. Husband, wife, children. If we're in the church, my single friends, my women, if we're in the church, men can't beat us down because we'll know who love us. There's no greater love than the love of God. He's my husband. Until my husband that he have for me find me. Not until I find my husband, because I do want him, Jesus. But till he find me, I'm at peace. I know I'm loved. So I'm not going to be abused. In no way. Because I know who I am in God. Amen. That ain't on my paper, Jesus. But I love you. I love you and I pray to God today that you have heard the word of God and you realize that you need to be 
in a local church and you realize the importance is necessary for you to be here because I need you. Somebody else needs you. We need each other. And another, the importance, the benefits of being in a local church. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.